0: Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in.
1: Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MFNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Jenny Carter. Jenny is a best-selling ghostwriter of 20 books, a book coach, and an award-winning author in her own right. She's on a mission to transform entrepreneurs, coaches, and consultants from everyday experts into respected thought leaders and in-demand speakers through the book that grows their reputation and expands their business. Her guide to writing a business book, Your Business, Your Book, takes you through the process of planning, writing and promoting your own book thanks so much for being with me today jenny
2: it's lovely to be here
1: i'm thrilled to have you here this is um, a topic that i know i am asked about a lot because i've written books but i couldn't begin to tell people (laughs) (laughs) what to do or how to do (laughs) it i i only know you know pretty much what worked for me Mm -hmm. but i'd like to start i'm i'm would love to get your input on this question. Why write a business book?
2: Yeah, well, that's a very good question because it's, uh, it's not, an easy, not an easy task, is it? As you've, as you've yeah. discovered for yourself, I'm <laughs> sure. And um, why on earth chain, you, chain yourself to the keyboard to spend months of your life uh, writing a book? <laughs> so I think it, it's, it's, a, it's a personal choice. Um many of the people that I work with uh want to write a book because it helps them to raise their profile in their industry. Um, It's really impressive when you when you you know when you write a book. I mean people uh, people know that you you have enough information and ideas about your area of expertise uh that you can write a whole book about it. And that, that you know that that is an impressive thing. So so it's a good way of raising your status, raising your profile. It's a good way of reaching more customers, more clients because they can find you through your book uh, as well as as well as in all of the other ways that you promote yourself. Um, it's also a, a lovely legacy to leave. Uh, you know, if you've if you've been working in your industry for a while and you want to um, share what you know and help people, uh, that's 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 a great reason. Um, so and, and it's also I think a really good way of making you think deeply about what you know and write about it in a structured way uh, because it's only when you do that that you really understand how much it is you do know and i know quite a lot of people who when they've you know when they've been writing a book they've they've actually um you know they've actually come up with new frameworks new concepts new models new ways of working that they wouldn't have thought about if they hadn't written a book so so those are just three very good reasons uh, and there are many more those
1: those are great and do you find that people um don't think what how do I want to ask this question um think that whatever they know isn't uh that valuable or that everyone knows what they know so why bother writing a book
2: yeah yeah I mean this is a this is a common thing and um I think because we're so familiar with what we know we we find it hard to understand that other people don't know it <laughs> and, and I think you know, if you work as a consultant or you, you, know, you work as a business consultant or you work helping people in some way or another you soon learn don't you that things that are obvious to you aren't obvious to others uh, and there is this huge need out there for whatever it is you know there, there's a huge need out there for it um, and I think also another thing to bear in mind is some people think oh well loads of other people have written a book about my my area, you know, there's there's so many books out there. Why why should I write another one? Well, and to that, I always say, well, how many cookery books do you own? How many <laughs> recipe books are on your kitchen shelf? You know, when you're interested in something, you don't just buy one book about it. Uh, you write, you know, you buy you buy a whole range. And it's and uh, uh, people who people who are interested in something will always want more than one take on it. And your book is your take on your on your subject.
1: Boy, that's a great point. Uh, that is great. Okay. So um, thank you for sharing that. And so if people are listening and we've gotten them past that point of why, uh, how do, where do they start?
2: Yeah, well, I always say start with the plan. Um, I, I do talk to quite a few people who have got partway through their book. They've run out of steam. They're not quite sure what they're doing. They need help. Uh, and they said so they come to me. And um, often I find, or well, more often than not, I find that when I talk to them about why they run into trouble with it they um it's because they didn't really know what book they were writing I know Mm. that sounds strange but it's really easy to write the wrong book and with all the time and effort you're going to spend writing this book you want to make sure that it's the right one so it's got to be the book um that your readers want to read not just the book that you're interested in writing yourself uh, and it's got to be a book that does something for your business, if indeed that's the reason that you're that you're writing it. You know, if you want to do it, re- write a book to raise your profile, it kind of I know it sounds really obvious, but it makes sense to write a book about what you know best and gear it towards the people that you want to be your clients or your customers. And basic as that sounds, it's actually very easy to lose sight of that when you bury yourself in 50,000 words of text um it's very easy to go off track so i always say do a, do a strategic plan at the beginning decide what you want to get out of the book you know what, what your objective is who it's for what it's about in a very specific way and make sure those three things all really tie in together and take those boxes then given that you now know what you're writing about and who it's for what what is your table of contents going to look like so what will your readers want to know first what will they want to know second third and so on and so you've just kind of got a really big top line plan there that just gives you a map, a roadmap for your book. And then uh, when you're looking at your individual chapters, think about the points you want to make and what order they would go. In. Now, I know all this sounds a bit dry and some people who aren't really the planning type, you know, might kind of groan a bit when they hear that. But I tell you, it just makes it so much easier to write it because you're not trying to think about what you're going to say at the same time as how you're going to say it. All you got to do is then focus on the how bit, you know, the, the creative side of it, because you know that your point's up front. Uh, it stops your brain switching back and forth, back and forth between those those two modes, and just makes your life a lot easier.
1: Yeah, and I think those two modes are what get in people's way when they're writing. Right, that's like writer's block. It's that okay? Wait, I don't really have the um, the roadmap in front of me, so I sit here and I think about what's next, or what is the roadmap, or where am I going, that kind of thing, you know, what do I say?
2: Oh, completely, completely, and, and then it's just hard work, you know, it's hard work yeah. for your brain to be thinking that way, it's a lot easier just to do the writing, uh, when you know what you're going to say, and also, right. as well, it stops that awful situation, where you get to halfway through chapter three, and then you realize that you maybe haven't got as much as you thought, you had to say yeah. in that chapter, and then oh no, what do I do now? And, oh no, there was that thing I put in chapter one, maybe I should put that here. And well, now I need to cut and paste, cut and paste, cut and paste, <laughs> and it just goes, goes, hey what? So um, that can be pretty soul destroying. So, yeah, it's uh, good for the motivation if you planned it out for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. Now, I, I think another problem um, is in, in actually making that happen. So, it's a great place to start, however um a lot of people have so many ideas that they either want to put all of them in a book or they just really don't know how to cull through them to you know create anything that makes sense so you know what does someone do if they're if they're one of those people who have just a a ton of ideas of what they could write about
2: yeah well that's the other extreme isn't it so um So the first thing I'd say is that you don't just have to write one book. You know, if you've got a lot of different ideas and they're quite diverse, you can write one book first and then have another book, uh, you know, in a couple of years or whatever and and do another one after that. You know, you're never going to you're never going to get everything in one book. So um, accept the fact that only some of your ideas are going to be in your first book. But think of it as your first book. It's only your first one. You can do another one after. So that's that's one way of looking at it. And I think um, the key thing is to always start with your readers, always go back to your readers. So what is it that they want to know that's, that you, what's the big question they have that you can answer? What's the, the wisdom, that invaluable wisdom that you've got to share that they would be fascinated to hear about. They're desperate to learn about uh, and anything else, you know, gets put to one side. You're just focusing on that one thing. Um and, and I think, starting always whenever you've got any problems whenever you feel stuck always going back to your readers you can't go wrong if you do that because as long as you know who your readers are and of course that's part of your planning process um, then you then you'll always be making sure that you're 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 giving them the value that, that they want out of the book
1: okay that makes sense that, that makes a lot of sense, and it's definitely- Easy awesome. to
2: say, isn't it? Easy. Yes. But, but, um, but not so easy to realize yes. when you're <laughs> <laughs> feeling confused and frustrated, which I know uh, can often happen. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's so true. And will you talk to me some about publishing? Because this is another question that I get a lot um, about getting a publisher um, or having an agent Uh, self-publishing you know just what 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 is the the real story these days on that whole area of book writing
2: yeah well I think we're we're luckier than we've ever been before as authors now because there are so many different ways to get our books out there uh, it used to be you had to get cap in hand to a publisher and if they said no <clears throat> then your book or your your manuscript as it was uh would just kind of sit 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 there on your computer or your shelf and you know never see the light of day um, now we've got many more options so I, the way i usually describe it is to think of it as three main options and um, the first um is traditional publishing so what we normally think of as publishing so uh yeah, a publisher then signs a contract with you as an author to to produce your book um, and in return you give away your your rights to the book um, and they then take on all of the financial risk you know by all of the production process they pay for they take it take it on board and they they publish your book and get it out there um, and in order to get that kind of a deal they're obviously looking for a big return on their investment so they they want to take on a book that is going to sell many many copies um they're looking for a you know a commercial deal essentially so your book has to have that kind of wide appeal and, and that's not always that suitable for business owners you might have more of a niche audience um, you might end up writing a book for them for the publisher that you wouldn't ideally have written just to suit their needs uh, because you also lose quite a lot of control over your book but there are benefits as well you know there's a certain amount of prestige in a traditional publishing deal um, and and i think if you want to go down that route it's just worth knowing that it isn't easy you know you need to write a proposal which is like a sales document for the book uh, approach agents and publishers with it Um, you know get a lot of knockbacks you probably won't succeed at first I mean I don't know how many authors publishers JK Rowling went to before she got before (laughs) she got successful um even somebody like her you know had a lot of had a lot of uh, challenges along the way so so it's something you have to really want, I think, uh, and uh, and make sure that you've got the book and the audience and the platform of your own, the marketing platform of your own that a publisher is going to be interested in. Um, and then the other end of the scale is self-publishing. So that's when you do everything yourself. And there is really nothing that a traditional publisher can do that you can't do yourself. I mean, you can get a cover designer to design the cover. You can get it formatted, proofread, copy edited. Uh, printed, uploaded onto the e-stores, e- you know, get it put into an e-book. There's there's nothing that you can't do yourself if you want to. And many authors do that and do very well at that and you get to keep the vast majority of your royalties as well. So um so that's an option in, in, in that you can take on board if you want to, if you want to put that effort in yourself. And um, you do re- then retain control of the book as well. The downside of it is that I think my experience most people who aren't publishing experts don't always know what a, what a quality book looks like. You know, It's mm-hmm. very difficult to be objective about it. And there's often a lot of self-published books, I'm sure you've seen as well, where uh, they just kind of just don't look quite right. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with them. I mean, the content could be perfectly, you know, perfectly good, but it's just, um, they don't always just look the part. So you kind of have to know what you're doing with that, I think. Um, and then there's a little bit of a middle option, which is a bit in a way it's a kind of combination of the two so it's you will go to a hybrid publisher or sometimes called a partner publisher and they will pay them you pay them to publish your book for you so the good ones will produce a very professional looking book and they'll know a lot about the publishing process and understand what, what needs to be done uh you don't have to do all the work um but on the other hand you do pay some money so uh i i often work with hybrid and Partner publishers um, for my clients because my clients kind of tend to fall into that bracket where they that they're, they're the right clients for them. Um, but but it you know it's it's really horses for courses. It kind of depends on on what's right for you, which option you choose. All right.
1: So yeah, thanks. I'm so glad that you broke all of that down. Um,
0: Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcast, and now available on YouTube.
1: And, and you said something that hit me um, the good ones. So, how, how does someone know? Because there's a lot of people out there saying that they're publisher, they're book publishers and book marketers. Mm-hmm. How do you know? if you're really hiring a good one because you're going to spend the money yes so, yes you know you, you want to be able to get the results are, are there things people should watch out for
2: yeah well I think it's um you're absolutely you're absolutely right you need to do your due diligence um a good place to start is to ask any of your friends or colleagues who have published books whether they've worked with a hybrid publisher before and um would they mm-hmm. recommend them? So I mean that's a good place, that's a you know really good place to begin. Mm-hmm. Um the other is to make sure that you talk to more than one and have a good conversation with them. You should get a good sense of whether they're realistic and professional when you speak to them, much like you would if you were, I don't know, hiring a, a new accountant. So you know it's you don't need to be an expert in what they do to get a good feel as to whether they'll do a good job or not. Um, so you want to have somebody who you can get on with, um, who you feel understands your needs. They should always be willing to have a free consultation with you at the beginning to explain how they work and um, find out about you and your book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, okay, as, as well, you've got the, the wonderful opportunity to see the books that they've produced. So they should have a website where they show the books that they published. Uh, you know, you can buy a couple of those, look at the quality, look at, um, look at how they've been put together and and decide for yourself whether that's you know that's good enough for you so those are the, those are the main ways yeah
1: yeah that, that's great thank you
2: um
1: now talk to me about ghostwriters so someone says yeah you know i i get it i want a business book but i'm really not a writer i mean i have my expertise what what what's that look like
2: yeah so well people work with me as a ghostwriter <clears throat> mainly to save them the time and effort for writing a the book themselves, because they're busy, busy business people or busy coaches, busy, busy therapists or whatever, uh, or, or they want to write a memoir about their their life experiences and they they don't kind of uh, they just, just don't really know where to start. They don't know how they're going to find the time. They don't know how to do it. Um, they want to outsource it to somebody who has who has the expertise and and, and does it for a living. Um, so, I, I often think in a way I kind of liken it a bit like going back to the recipe book analogy it's a bit like the difference between cooking a meal at home and going out for a meal you know like um when when you go out for a meal it's not because you, you you're unable to cook well for some people, maybe. Well. But for most for <laughs> most of us, it's not because we can't do it. Uh, it's because we don't want to do it because we don't yeah. want to have to go to the effort of doing it. And and actually, we know we'll, if we pick a good restaurant, we'll we'll get a better meal than if we'd have cooked it ourselves at home. So, um, it doesn't mean to say you you know there's uh, you can't do it yourself. It's just it's just it's a it's just a, a a whole different experience to to go out and have somebody else do it for you. So that that's in a way what what I what ghostwriters will offer Um, but I also think they do offer something else which is a lot of experience and also objectivity about the book as well Um, so quite often I'll talk to people about their book idea and um, I'm able to give them some ideas as to how that they could restructure it or maybe tweak it a bit so that it works better for them or better for their readers as well sometimes people don't quite understand the fit between the audience and the subject matter uh, and I'm, because I'm, I'm not emotionally wedded to it at all. You know, I can kind yeah. of stand back and look at it from a distance. Um, I can, you know, I can give them some ideas and, and work out ways of making it better than it would have been otherwise. And I think if you, if you do it, if you go it alone and don't really get any input from anyone else, then that, you know, that's something you miss.
1: Yeah, I, I think that is a huge point. So are there... Are there ghostwriters who specialize in different genres and should people, you know, look for that kind of thing?
2: Yeah, well, um, uh, there are ghostwriters who who work across many different genres most most are pretty flexible actually because they're essentially Absolutely. writers so they can they're, they're, they can turn their hand to, <laughs> to most kind of books but for instance I mean I focus on nonfiction. Um, <clears throat> some ghostwriters work on fiction books uh, or they might work across both uh, I tend to focus on business books and self-help guides <clears throat> and memoirs but some people might uh, business memoirs. That is, some people might focus more on personal topics, like personal memoirs or uh, you know stories about people's childhoods. Or um, so it, it it's kind of uh, it, yeah you can you can go for a ghostwriter that that specialises in your kind of book, and certainly that's a good place to start. Um, but actually, you'll probably find that many ghostwriters will you know be more flexible than that. I think the main thing is to have a look at what they've already written. Um, and just pay attention to the ideas they have about your book when you when you talk to them and you know what, what they think of it and whether they've got any value to add in those initial conversations, and whether you get on with them as well. I mean you, you know it's a, yeah. kind of a long term fairly intensive relationship, so you want it to be you want it to be fun and you want it to be you know a nice experience So
1: speaking of long term um, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: how what Describe for the listeners, um, really what that process is, you know, what are the stages of writing a book? How long should they expect to need to invest as far as time goes?
2: Yeah. Well, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question because obviously it takes some people longer than it does for others. Um, I know there are some people out there who say you can write a book in a fortnight or we say four. so that's a UK phrase two weeks. Um, or, um, Uh, Or, you know, I don't know, six weeks or whatever. And and I'm not saying that's not possible, but I just kind of feel it's not something you have to rush and uh, it will take as long as it takes and, and don't feel it's something you have to power through in a ridiculously short space of time. Um, I mean I normally take six months over writing a book for a client, um, but when it's my own book, uh, I spent a lot longer than that because I was <laughs> I was fitting it around all of my, you know, all of my paid work, um, right. and which is of course what you know most of your listeners will be doing as well. So you know, just kind of be realistic with yourself, be easy on yourself. It's it's there's no point giving yourself some unrealistic target. Um if you if you find it motivating to give yourself a deadline, then great. But otherwise, uh, I would, I would bank on, you know, it's, a, it's going to be at least a few months. It's going to be, you know, somewhere between six months and a year, I think, for most people who are who were doing it all themselves. How long did it take you to write your book? Oh my gosh. Well,
1: my first book, I was really disciplined about writing it. Um, but I think that one took me a, a year. Mm-hmm. Um, my most recent book it technically took longer than a year. I wasn't as disciplined writing it. So other things would um, come up and I would shift my focus. You know, it wasn't my main thing that I was doing. So, you know, client work
2: yeah, uh, yeah.
1: took a priority. Um, but yeah, that one was, and I had more that I wanted to make sure I was saying in my most recent book so it required more time and energy yeah
2: yeah and I think there's always a balance between letting it take as long as it needs to take but then not letting it take so long that you end up changing your mind part way through and thinking you have to add things to it and oh no I've done this now and I need to find a way of adding that in or I've got a new idea about this and, and then before you know it the whole thing's just kind of an endless project isn't it and it never gets finished it's knowing when to finish is is the, is a is a important thing isn't
1: it yeah because otherwise it can get really confusing and and that's why I really liked it when you were talking about the process and the table of contents and those sorts of things because otherwise you you can get confused about where that content sits and Mm -hmm. is it in the right place
2: yeah for sure yeah and if you've got a plan from the beginning then yeah you set out to do and yes okay the plans are bound to change to a certain extent and if you get part way through and realize that Mm -hmm. you want to change something then that's fine but it 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 makes it a lot more manageable if you have got a structure to it all um, rather than it just being this kind of amorphous project where you you know you're never really quite sure where the end point is (laughs) yeah
1: yeah (laughs) I got to put a fork in this thing. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people write, a lot of business people write books so that they can get speaking gigs. So will you, you know, share with the listeners, like, what does it look like? How How do I use my book to get more speaking engagements?
2: Yeah, well, I mean speaking and and being an author go very much hand in hand and it's actually I think quite hard to get paid speaking engagements um if you don't have a book you know certainly to get Good ones.
1: Sure. Um,
2: so I know from talking to speakers about how they've used their books, uh, there are various different ways. I mean, I have to say, I'm not a speaker myself. I'm a writer. I'm very happy behind a desk. Put me on a stage, I'm not really going to be very comfortable. So I'm talking. I'm talking not from personal experience, but what other professional speakers have told me. Um, and I think um, sending your book to a potential booker, you know, is an obvious speaking booker is obviously a. a, 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 a key tactic Um, but one person told me it's a really good idea to um, put a little note on the book maybe put a, a sticky note on it or to put a bookmark in it for the particular chapter that will be focusing on the topic of the talk that you're going to give you know so it just kind of helps mm. to focus in on it which I thought was a nice idea yeah. um, but also you can um, you can use it on your social media as well I mean it's really important to make it clear that you're an author show pictures of your books and if you've got a show reel as a speaker um, try and do a talk where you hold your book up and get some footage of yourself talking about it because then you can include that on your website and it shows it's kind of like symbiotic relationship the book and the speaker it's kind of they, they feed into each other um and then of course speaking is, is also a very good way of um uh, of selling a book so you can have books for sale or for giving away at, at, at your at your gigs uh, and um or you can put them into goodie bags for delegates or you know whatever depending on the kind of event it is so um the book is a sort of endlessly useful tool when it when it comes to building a speaking career I think
1: boy it, it's really true and I agree with what you said that it's hard to get paid speaking gigs if you do not have a book, mm, yeah. right? You're just not considered.
2: Yeah. And in fact, actually, I, I spoke to one speaker who said that after he after he had his book, you know, he's able to raise his um, his fees by about, you know, that's half as much again. It was just um, having yeah, a book. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Like magic.
1: Yeah, boy, it really is. It's an interesting, I, I find it a, a, an interesting thing. Um, there was a question that came into my head earlier and I forgot it, but it is back now. So I want to make sure I ask it. And that is what about the length of the book? Is, is there too short, too long? What What's the deal there?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So this is a question. In fact, there's a blog post on my website about how long your book should be. And I think it's the per- perennially most popular post. Uh, so clearly this is a question that many people have <laughs> and, um, I think for a business, well, I, we tend to talk in numbers of words uh, because it's difficult to talk in pages because pages can be different sizes and, uh, and, and um, so. Yeah. so numbers of words is, uh, is usually the way we think. And your average business book is usually around about 50,000 words. So if you're thinking about how big a book that would be, it's probably about 250 pages of a, a, a book. So if you look on your shelf and find a book about that kind of length, you, know, you can see the sort of thing I mean. Um but some books can be a bit longer than that. Memoirs, autobiographies, uh, you know, are often a bit longer. And then some business books are shorter because, I mean, there's an ever-increasing uh, appetite for a book you can just read on a, on a flight, for example, or, you know, on a on a train journey. Uh, you don't necessarily want it to be full length, so it could be 30,000 words, 40,000 words. Um, many um, guides that are self-help guides or, or books that are designed to uh, work around coaching programs, you know, can often be a bit shorter. Um, and if it's an ebook, of course, um often they are shorter still because it's not really about the heft of the book then the, the physical weight of it. It's it's just about the content. So I mean it, there mm-hmm. isn't kind of a, one clear answer for it, but I hope that gives you a steer as to what to be aiming at.
1: Sure. Oh it it, it absolutely does. Um, uh, sorry. Yeah, it it absolutely um helps tremendously. I know when I wrote my first book, I sent it to the publisher, and he read it and he said this is a great first start. Um the book needs to be about 36,000 words in order for us to be able to go to publishing and I looked at it and it was <laughs> it was uh
2: 17,000. <laughs> It feels like a lot, though, when you're writing seventeen. books. Oh, my
1: books. God. I was like, wait a minute. You mean I have to, like, write, in, in essence, a whole other book, right? <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, and I'm a succinct thinker, so I, I don't go into a whole lot of re- repetition or um, embellishment. So mm-hmm. it was challenging for me. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's important that book kind of looks the part, whatever part it is you want it to play yeah and if you want it to be a quick and quick and simple guide then a short book is fine um yeah. if you want it to be like an authority builder or something that you're using to show um you know to build your reputation then i think a bigger book kind of says a bit more about you um yeah but ultimately at the end of the day you, you, your book should be as long as it needs to be there's no point padding it out for the sake of it
1: yeah right exactly yeah that's good that, that absolutely <laughs> So, oh, my gosh, Jenny. So, you know, I love this topic um, and I appreciate all of the information. I think you've helped shine light on, um, you know, and given answers to questions that I know a lot of people ask because I get those questions a lot. Uh, So thank you so much for spending this time with me. And will you let the listeners know, you know, how they can find you and, and whatever you've got going on that they need to know?
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah. So my website is the best place to find out more about me. That's marketing21.co.uk. Uh, or you can just put Ginny Carter in a Google and you, you'll you'll see me there. Uh, that's Ginny with a G-I-N-N-Y. Uh so yeah, you can find that you see on my website and uh, um, and you there, know, you'll find links to my Twitter and, and LinkedIn as well where I, I like to hang out. And um, And and I've also got lots of useful blog posts on my site that I'm sure if you've got any question about writing the book, uh, it will be answered on there.
1: Yeah, I'm sure of it. Thank you. Thank you so much for this. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others.